Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. I wanted to share some insights that I've had into illegal immigration. Now, this is not a topic that I get into a lot, but uh, I've got a personal story to share that might give you another angle on what's actually happening here. So a couple of days ago, uh, one of my employees came to me and said that one of their family members was just about ready to cross the Darien Gap. Now, for those of you who don't know what this is, this is that piece of land right between Colombia and Panama. I believe it's part of Panama. And there's no roads, there's no highways, there's nothing. It's, it's considered one of the most dangerous jungles on the planet Earth. And in order to get through, you have to have like a tour guide, and it, it's, it's quite extensive. But uh, as a lot of you know, I've got employees that work for me here in Colombia that fled Venezuela, the, fi- the hyperinflation. And uh, this employee of mine who had this family member that was crossing the Darien Gap, they're Venezuelan. So we got to talking about this. And I said, what on earth would motivate anyone to do this? And they're like, well, this, and it's a young gal. She's probably... I don't know, 20 years old, something like that. So she saved up like $1,000. And this is what it's costing her to, to, to go. So she's literally got to take a bus up North Columbia. And then once she gets there, she's hired like some sort of boat driver to take, I guess she's part of a large group that's going to the closest point. So they'll have to go through the jungle the least amount. And this is costing her, let's say, $75 or something like that. And then she pays the tour guide to go through the jungle. And then they, they, their objective, of course, is to get to the U.S. border and to cross illegally into the United States. And I, I'm, I was just taken back, and I'm like, why on earth would anyone do this? And, and you would say, well, George, isn't it obvious? They want a better life. In the United States, they want to make a lot more money. Now, look, these people, they have zero skill. They don't speak English. Now, they're hardworking, granted, but they don't have a skill set to even do a a very basic job other than maybe housekeeping uh, in the United States. And you have to look at all the homeless people that we have now in the United States. At least they speak English. And if they're out on the streets, I know a lot of it has to do with mental health issues and drug addiction. But if they're out on the street, what makes you believe that you're going to be able to go out there and just strike it rich and send all this money back to Mexico, Venezuela, Colombia, wherever? And by the way, for those of you who haven't been to Colombia, you might look at it as some sort of third world country where there's no opportunity for people to climb up the ladder and improve their lot in life. That is not true. That is the furthest thing from the truth. In fact, I would argue for people with very low skill sets that are trying to improve those skills, but at the same time, kind of work their way up the ladder and make more and more money. You've got way more opportunity here in uh, Colombia, in Medellin more specifically than you would in the United States, especially if you don't speak English. So the bottom line here is all of these immigrants, not not all, but this uh, person would fall into this category where they just go online and they see the average wage in the United States and their eyes get big and they say, Holy cow. They look at the average wage and say, Oh my gosh, $28 an hour. 
whoa, and they calculate how many pesos that would be. And they're just, their, their mind is blown. Like, oh my gosh, if I could at least, if I could somehow just illegally cross that border, I, I'd, I'd be rich. Oh my gosh, I could send all this money back. And my goodness, I'd make $20,000 a year. And that's an astronomical number for them. I mean, to them, that's like striking it rich. Unfortunately, these people aren't sophisticated enough to do the math on the expense side of the equation. What they don't realize is that when you account for everything being exponentially more expensive, they actually have less purchasing power getting into the United States illegally than they would have here, but they, it, it's much easier for them to get a job here. So they're going to all of this trouble and paying all, you know, taking their life savings and taking all this risk. A lot of people die on this trip for heaven's sakes. And then getting across the border illegally and doing all these things. So most of the people, it sounds like they fall into one of two categories. Either, either like they, I said, they think that they're going to just get immediately rich because they look at the average wage and they don't understand that the cost of living is 10 times higher. Or they think that if I get over the border, well, then I'll be set because the government will somehow take care of me because I see that they have all these asylum cities. And even though I'm illegal, at least they'll put me up in a you know some sort of shelter. They'll give me some sort of stipend, like stimmy checks, and then I'll maybe be able to get on my feet. So the government will take care of me. Or right now, I have no government uh, that's got my back, let's say. But see, I would argue then, but at least you got family members. In the States, you ain't going to have any family members. But regardless, this, this is their mindset. Okay, so now that I've set the stage there, that was a personal story, something I've, uh, something that happened to me within the last couple of days, which got me thinking about this. I started researching to see how many people are, are doing this. And what I saw is that the numbers are exploding higher. Exploding higher. Just in the last six months. And we're going to get into some of these numbers in just a moment. But I know a lot of you that are kind of cynical about uh, illegal immigration would say, oh, well, the Biden administration, they're likely very lax at the borders. And the, most of the Democrats want these people to come in because they want these people to vote for them because they know that naturally they'll, they'll, they'll likely vote for a Democrat. But now I want to take a trip over to my good buddy Adam Taggart's YouTube page. His podcast is called Wealthion. I just got done listening to his most recent podcast, which I can't suggest enough. But the person he was interview, interviewing came out with a very interesting hypothesis that I think you guys will find fascinating. So let's listen to this hypothesis and then come back, go into some of the hard data and start connecting some dots here. Because we're going to take this back and now we're going to look at it from a standpoint of macro political here, but I have to make the statement. We got something like six million thereabouts um, patro pay, uh, immigrants right now coming across the southern border. That's not by coincidence. That is planned. It's perfect. I mean, it's it, we're told there's no problem, but it's structured. And it's, it's actually good news, bad news, because they're going to need jobs. They're not going home. We're not. I don't know what the politics are. I just know the realities are that they're going to want to work and they're not going to demand 40% increases. They're going to say, don't let new, let the new plants that um, I'll work at this rate. Glad to do it. And I don't need to know the language because I'm working on this kind of in this environment. And, um, and I think that this is a way that the, the, the Bidenomics 
is looking out because they know the inflation wave is coming. I mean, they know this is a given, no matter what they want to tell you. And this is another way of what they're trying to plan. And they're and they're looking at the election. I'm always told, well, it's more voters. No, no, no. Maybe, but there's, there's another strategy going here. I might okay, okay, so just in case you guys didn't get that, the strategy that he's referring to is the Biden administration knows that they're going to have to spend a lot of money to buy votes. They know that this is going to be inflationary. They know behind the scenes that the Inflation Reduction Act is actually uh, giving consumer price inflation some tailwind there. Now, this is excluding uh, an economic crash. This is excluding a recession, which most of you know is kind of my base case. And that would bring, uh, I think that would be enough of a headwind to squash inflation, maybe give us some deflation temporarily until we get that next wave of consumer price inflation like we saw in the 1940s. But what his argument is, the Biden administration is looking at all these inflationary pressures and saying to themselves, listen, if we don't get inflation down, there is no way we're going to beat Trump. Zero chance. So how are we going to do this when we've got all of these union workers across the United States striking for higher and higher wages? Now, you guys know from watching this channel that I'm not a big believer in the wage price spiral. I think it's got some merit short term, but long term, I don't know that there's much there because you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And at a certain point, you go through the profit margins of the entities and they start to go bust, which creates unemployment. But that's not what the Biden administration thinks. They're all Keynesians. So they look at that price-wage spiral. They look at the Phillips curve as though it's gospel. So they're saying to themselves, okay, how can we get wages down here? Because that's the only way that we're going to reduce the rate of inflation. That's the only way that we're going to have a chance of actually winning the election. Ah, I know. Let's just... I, I don't know, open the border. I'm probably exaggerating here, but you guys get my point. Let's just open up the borders so all these illegal immigrants come in. They're going to take the jobs, and that's going to put the kibosh on the price-wage spiral. And that's what we can do. So it's not necessarily that they want all these illegal immigrants coming over till because they'll vote Democrat, but maybe more so because they're going to put a cap on prices or through putting a cap on wages. That's the idea. Now, I don't think that's real sound economics, but that's what he is saying is their mindset. Now, what I think is interesting here is they could be trying to kill two birds with one stone. Hear me out. So if it is true that they're allowing all these people to come over and you see what's happening in New York, and we're going to get in some details here in a moment. But if it is true that what they're doing is to try to squash inflation by bringing over all of these workers that will work for a lot less money, I would also argue that in a way they are creating more voters, even if these illegal immigrants aren't able to vote or even if they're not able to vote for them. Why? Because they're going to be taking a lot of those jobs from the working middle class. And if a lot more of the working middle class are unemployed, then what are they going to do? They're going to go to the government for help. Well, if they're going to the government for help, that's when the Biden administration comes in on their white horse and says, listen, we, we're going to increase welfare. We're going to increase STEMIs. We're going to do UBI. We're going to do all these things. We're going to forgive student loan debt. And then that's how they basically get more voters, but legal voters, by taking the jobs away from those people. Therefore, they're more, de more dependent upon government by allowing this wave of illegal immigration 
and then getting these people working as quickly as they can. Again, this is not my view here. I'm just presenting you guys with some of the things that are going on in this gentleman's hypothesis that was talking to Adam over at Wealthium, because I think it's very interesting. And maybe you guys have some more information and that you could connect the dots on your own and determine what this might do leading into 2024. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's get into some other articles here. Now let's go over to this article from Politico. And I'm sure a lot of you probably saw this in the news. AOC was out there talking to reporters in New York City, and she got bombarded by people who were getting fed up with the amount of uh, illegal immigrants that are occupying New York. And what was her rebuttal? What was her response? Well, for those of you who didn't see this, what she was saying, I've got it highlighted right here. AOC, along with Adriano S whatever this guy's name is, and their colleagues visited Manhattan's Roosevelt Hotel, the largest and most public show of congressional support thus far for migrant resources, such as more federal funding and, you guys know what's coming next, expanded work authorization. That's what she was saying. If you watch the clip, that's what she kept saying over and over and over again. We've got to get these people work permits, got to get them work permits, got to get them work permits, got to get them work permits. So I'm not saying she's part of the whole ruse here, <laughs> but it, it is interesting that this is their solution, let's say, to the problem. Let's not increase the, the, the level of, uh, of surveillance, if that's the right word, uh, at the border. Let's not increase the... Uh, the level of enforcement, maybe, with the illegal immigration. No, 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 we can't do that. No, 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 let's just give them all work permits, which would feed right into this gentleman's hypothesis. Actually, let me give that guy credit where credit is due here. His name is Gordon Long. So that would feed right into Gordon's hypothesis that maybe this is actually just meant to keep a cap on wages to bring inflation down and give the Biden administration kind of a hedge going into 2024, which is an election year. Now let's go over to the AP. And you guys can see what I'm talking about with that personal story that I shared with you. Panama eyes new measures as flow of migrants through Darien Gap hits 300,000 so far this year. 300,000. And those people aren't headed for Mexico. Those people are headed for the United States. 
illegally, legally, it doesn't matter. And just FYI, this is from August 24th. So if you think there's a lot of illegal immigrants now in the States, give it a couple of months, my friend, and you're going to be seeing a wave of these people, including my employee's family member. You're going to see a wave of these people hitting the southern borders. Now, whether they're going to get in, who knows? But this is going to increase exponentially at the border based on what we're seeing right now at the Darien Gap. And by the way, this is big news in Colombia. I didn't even know about it. But here on people's Instagram, I mean, like everybody's talking about this. How many people are headed for the Darien Gap to the point where there's these uh, economies that are booming in these little small towns and villages around the Darien Gap because there's so many immigrants going through there and they're getting food, they're needing uh, shelter, they're paying for guides, they're paying for these boats. So the local little economies there are booming as a result of all this traffic coming through, which will hit the United States in the very near future. So to give you some perspective, uh, 300,000 so far this year, and that was as of August. So you've got September, October, November, December, you got four more months left. And in all of 2022, you had 250,000. So they say, despite all efforts, meetings with other countries involved, having not managed to stop the flow of immigrants, it's just growing and growing and growing. Officials said that massive trekking of migrants through the gap now running between 2,500 and 3,000 per day, per day. And keep in mind, these people are not headed for Costa Rica. They're headed for the U.S. border. And it sounds like if AOC has her way, they're all going to be let in and given work permits. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm not taking a stance on that. I'm just looking at it from a standpoint of what's going to happen from a macroeconomic stand, uh, from, from, uh, from uh, just looking at through the lens of macroeconomics, and then also trying to think through this hypothesis of this gentleman that was speaking with my good buddy, Adam Taggart. So they tried to put up some proposals that would stop this amount. America's actually been working with the Colombian government. What they said right here, instead of getting better, it's gotten worse. And why is it getting... So think about that from a standpoint as someone who's actually crossing this gap. Why is it getting worse? Because they're hearing from all their friends and family members that it's got to, getting a lot easier to get across the border. And when it they do get across the border, they're texting back and forth on WhatsApp. You don't think they're not communicating? Of course they are. And they're saying, hey, yeah, come on. We got across in Texas. They shot us up to New York, but now New York has given us a thousand bucks a month. They're putting us up and blah, 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 blah. And now they're trying to get us work permits. This is fantastic. This is working out way better than we had expected. Yeah. And then they finalize, they uh, conclude the article by saying that it's not just Colombians and Venezuelans. It's uh, people from Africa and all over the world that are coming into Colombia. They're flying in just uh just in order to go with this group of uh, immigrants or migrants, whatever you want to call them, through this Darien Gap, because the more people that you have going through this gap at one time, the less dangerous it is, obviously. So some crazy stuff going on there. And if I was someone that was kind of watching this illegal immigration situation, based on what we're seeing right now at the Darien Gap, that's telling us what's going to be happening at the border in, I don't know how long it takes them to get there, but call it two, three months. So if you're getting, you know, let's say a thousand people right now coming across the border every single day in the United States, based on 
what we're hearing in the news down in Colombia and in Panama, you should expect that number to go up two or three times here in the next couple months. So we'll have to see how this plays out. We'll have to see how it plays out politically. And then if these people get work permits, then we'll have to figure out how that factors into the tight labor market and the resilient labor market that we have right now in the United States, where a lot of these workers are able to demand higher wages. But in the future, is that going to be the case? Who knows? All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.